Kinsey Presno, and this is Kindle and Kerosene, a podcast where I share stories and strategies to inspire, encourage, and challenge you to ignite your life. Whether you need a spark to get started or fuel to keep going, you're in the right place. Let's go. Hello, hello. How are you today? I am Kinsey Presnell, and I just want to welcome you to episode number 14 of Kindle and Kerosene. I hope that you and your family had a great Thanksgiving holiday. I don't know about you, but in our family, we ate really, really good. And by good, I think I mean like we ate a lot, not so much we ate healthy. In fact, we probably ate way more than we should have for more days than we should have. You know, I love holidays, but they always make me realize just how much I appreciate routine, specifically my routine. I think my personality, and I would say probably most people if they would be willing to admit it, but at least my personality, it really thrives on a schedule and a pretty strict schedule at that. And don't get me wrong, I love a few sleep-in days, but staying up late and eating and drinking all the things and being out of my normal groove, it throws me off a bit. And I tell you, the older I get, the longer it takes me to recover. Like I could keep feeling like uh, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, even rolling into Tuesday, I was still just a little bit off and sluggish. My workouts weren't. 100% where they normally would be, so it takes me a little while to recover these days. But all of that to say, even though I never really thrilled when my alarm goes off at 4.17 in the morning, I sure am thankful to be back in the gym and back to eating my normal foods. And let's be honest, I am sure thankful that my kids are back in school this week. But anyway, moving into today's episode, my inspiration for this week, it came from a class that we took the weekend before Thanksgiving. Josh and Kayla, who's another trainer at our gym, myself, and then one of our gym members, we drove over to Fort Walton and did a Bergener Strength Level 1 weightlifting class. It was awesome, right? It was really, really good. We love to learn, and it's always a really good experience to hear how someone else teaches and coaches and cues the same things that we do every day, just say maybe in a different way or articulate a movement just a little bit. And plus, it's always fun to have like a pro's eyes on you and watch you lift and help you with things that maybe you can't see or maybe habits that you've been doing for a long time that you're not even aware of. My arm is still on the mend. I'm still dealing with a a pulled bicep from, I don't know, like four weeks ago. So I wasn't able to lift heavy like the rest of the group was able to do, but it was really, really fun to watch a lot of the other people in the class just PR lifts and just pick up some heavy weight in general. I don't know. Barbells dropping is just, I don't know, sometimes it's like music to the ears. But anyway, we spent about eight to 10 hours between Saturday and Sunday, going over the snatch, and another six hours or so on the clean and jerk. So it was a super, super detailed class, and it was packed full of information and teaching. So I will say, like plug for them, if you ever have the opportunity to go uh, to the Bergener Strength classes, if there's one at a gym near you, 
whether you're a coach in your gym, I don't know, maybe you've been doing it for a really long time, Josh and I have, um, or just an athlete in the gym, I would highly recommend signing up. You will have a lot of fun. You'll learn something. And the instruction, I have to say, was really, really good. But anyway, that was a very long story to get to my topic for the day. But it came from that class. It came off the very last slide that we saw in class. And, you know, the instructor had put it up and she was talking about practice and progress. And she introduced us to four stages that we all kind of fall into. And she was obviously talking about weightlifting. But the more and more I thought about it, it just really applies to any area of life. In those four stages, they were unconsciously incompetent, right? So you don't know that you're wrong. You don't, you're doing something wrong, but you're not even aware of it, right? The next stage would be consciously incompetent. So now you are at least aware of the fact that you're doing something incorrectly. And then you've got consciously competent. So you really are having to think through, but you're, you're able to execute successfully. You're able to do what you wanted to do the right way, but you really, really had to think about it. And then the final stage was unconsciously competent. And that's where you just do what you need to do without even thinking about it. Like autopilot takes you to a successful execution of whatever it is that you want to do. And I don't know why that stuck with me, but it really did. And I just kept thinking about it and thinking about it and chewing on this, which is kind of what I do when I hear something that just makes a lot of sense to me. You know, the trainer was talking to us and she was pointing out that after the weekend, after 16 plus hours of working together on literally these two lifts, that all of us in the room were now consciously incompetent. And I like to think that she was wrong, right? Because I kind of feel like I'm pretty decent. But with technical lifts, even though most of us in the room were either very experienced athletes or very experienced coaches, she was 100% right. You know, like throughout the weekend, it became very apparent that there was so much improvement in all of us, whether that be in our coaching, whether it be in our lifting. I think she was right. We were consciously incompetent. <laughs> So after all that, she has us watch a video of a professional Olympic lifter, and the girl lifted beautifully. Every single lift we watched, and we probably watched 40 lifts in a row, every single one looked exactly the same. She had a routine. Every lift went up the same way. The weight may have gotten heavier, but nothing changed, right? She was unconsciously competent. So since that class, I've really been thinking about what that means. Like, what does it mean to be unconsciously competent? And then what does it take to get there? So, of course, I always go to the dictionary when I'm like, I mean, I, I know what it means, but I like to just read, you know, okay, what does competent really mean? And by definition, competent means having the necessary ability, knowledge, or skill to do something successfully. Okay, so there's competent. Then I had to look up unconsciously because although I know that means like you don't have to think about it, the definition of unconsciously is unconsciously is defined as without realizing or being aware of one's actions. So in my own words, to be unconsciously competent, you do something successfully even without thinking about it. 
So I was like, man, wouldn't it be awesome if we were just unconsciously competent in various areas of life? Like, we just didn't even have to think about it. We did stuff successfully, and it was like we weren't even aware that we were doing it right. We just did it. That's how we did things. Right? That would mean, like, we just do the things we're supposed to do, and we don't even think about it. It just happens. It'd be amazing. Well, here's the good news. You can get there. I can get there. Here's the news we probably don't want to hear. You don't start there, right? You don't start anything as unconsciously competent. You likely start with stage one, unconsciously incompetent. This is where you don't even know, like, you don't know what you don't know. You have no idea you're doing something incorrectly. You may be doing things like, maybe you're getting by, but something's not quite right. So maybe you're doing something incorrectly, but you don't even have a clue. And many of us are here in various areas of life. Maybe it's in the way that you eat, right? We talk to people all the time that have absolutely no idea that the way that they're eating is not helping their body in any way, shape, or form. Like they think what they're doing is right, but like in reality, there's a definitely a better way, but they don't know about it. Maybe it's an exercise. Maybe it's something like me, like decorating. Like I have no idea I'm doing it wrong, right? But if I were to look up a magazine and try to finally learn, I probably would realize like I am definitely incompetent when it comes to things like decorating. Or maybe it's finances or math or history or whatever. You start studying with your kids, you'll probably find something that you didn't even know you didn't know, right? And I feel like most of us live probably 80% of our life between stages one and two, the unconsciously incompetent and the consciously incompetent. At the weightlifting class, there were things that I was doing that weren't correct, but I had really no idea that I was doing them. And once the trainer pointed it out to me and taught me and I practiced, I was at least aware of my mistakes. It was like, if you lift the barbell, you know like, oh, okay, that was right. And oh, wait, that was not right. If you haven't spent time learning and developing in an area, you probably haven't mastered it, right? You probably haven't mastered it if you're not spending time in it. The good news is if you've moved to stage two, if you're consciously incompetent, like you know what you don't know, you're at least aware of what you need to change or what you need to improve. And here's like where the sticky part comes in. Because once you become consciously incompetent, you have a choice to make. Do you change? Or do you just not care and keep doing what you're doing? Whew. Let that one sink in for a minute. Let that one sink in for a minute. When you finally become aware of something that you need to change, do you change? Do you make the effort to change? Or do you just not care and keep doing what you're doing? When you're aware of your lack of knowledge, you can begin to change that. You can start to learn and grow and develop in that area. But unless you're constantly investing in classes and learning and coaching, you you might not be aware of areas where you're unconsciously incompetent. So that's really not where I want to focus today. I don't want to focus there. Instead, I want to look at areas where you're consciously incompetent incompetent, where you know there's something that you need to get better at. 
These are places where you know something's just a little off. You know you could improve. You know that there might be a better way. And I think that it all starts with an honest reflection. And I know, yes, you have heard that before, 100%. But you have to be willing to take a hard look at your life and the changes that you really want. And there's that willing word again. Like, are you willing? I want you to hang on to it because once you do the reflection, you have to ask yourself if you're willing to do what's necessary to master the change you say you want. You have to ask yourself if you're willing to do what's necessary to master the change that you say you want. I talked about the 10,000 hour rule a few weeks ago. If you missed that episode, I talked about the theory that it takes over 10,000 hours to truly master a skill. In other words, it takes 10,000 hours, which like operating 24-7, that would be a little over 416 days, right? That's a long time. It takes 10,000 hours to become unconsciously competent. I'm not sure about you, but I'm guessing you probably think at least a little bit like me. I want to go from knowing I need improvement to perfect overnight. Like I want to skip the practice and the process. I want to give 200 hours of practice, not 2,000, much less 10,000. But that's not how it works, right? Unfortunately, I didn't leave the class a couple weeks ago with perfect coaching and perfect lifts. See, in order to become a master, to perform a skill with excellence, you have to train your subconscious mind. Think about a musician, a musician right? A master pianist, they don't sit there and think about the keys or the notes. Like they're not trying to like make sure their hands are in the right place anymore. They're not trying to see like, oh, if I move my hand this way, like this is, they're, no, they're not trying to learn the notes. Like whatever, I don't even know, I don't even know the uh, notes anymore. We learned it at some point in music class. I'm sure my kids could tell me. But he's not thinking about that. He or she knows the instrument inside and out. They know the music. They know the notes so well that when it comes time to perform, they just execute. They simply execute. This is the result of practice. This takes an incredible amount of work. It does not just happen. It's all about training your brain so that you make your default responses and actions what you want them to be. It's about doing something so many times that it just becomes what you do. The pianist just sits down and begins to play. Not because it's the first time they've ever played. It's the millionth time or the thousand whatever time that they've played that piano or that piece of music. That's just what they do. They're not thinking about it anymore. They just sit down and execute. Your subconscious mind is amazing. It's actually incredibly phenomenal if you start to sit down and learn about it. It runs your day. It runs like 90 to 95% of your entire day is controlled by your subconscious mind. This means that you literally just run off of autopilot for most of your day. 
That is a little bit scary, but the exciting thing is you have the ability to train your autopilot. You can set yourself up so that you begin to do the things you want to do well without even thinking about it. So how in the world do you do this? How do you get to this point? And I really believe that it all comes down to habits. The thing is, most of our habits are running on autopilot. So many of us, they like we don't even really know what we're actually doing throughout our throughout our day. Like we have no idea. We get through the end of the day and like we don't even know what happened from the time we got up to the time we walked in the door other than the fact that we're like super tired, we're starving and we're just ready to like be done. Uh, maybe that's how I feel, but maybe you feel that way too. <laughs> so really we must drill in our habits. When you're wanting to make a change or you're wanting to learn or improve a skill, or you want to begin to excel in the gym, you need to reflect and then you've got to look around. You've got to reflect on like, what are your habits? What things are you doing day after day after day? Who are the people? Like ask yourself or look around, right? Like who are the people that you would consider to be excellent at what you want to do? You don't need to know these people personally. I mean, the internet's amazing. You can find out anything you want to know about anybody. You just need to know about these people. You need to know, like, what are their habits? What does their day look like? How do they spend their time? Right? I look at running a business, for an example. Like, my day probably looks a little bit different than Steve Jobs' day did. Like, when he was running Apple. Like, how he's an incredible business mind. Like, how did his habits line up? Like, what were they? How did he fill his days? So whatever it is, like find somebody that you would consider to be excellent at what it is you want to do and find out about them. Learn what they do. And then take a look at the list you made of your habits, your schedule, and your day. And start to look for some changes that you could make. And once we understand how to do things, we become consciously competent. It means we have to think things through. It takes a lot of time. We're thinking things through, but we're successful. And I think this stage is probably where you work the hardest. You know what works well. You know when you're doing things right. You know when things need to be adjusted. And this is where you really begin to practice. This is where your skills begin to develop. And this is where you begin to set your autopilot and your habits. I feel like this consciously competent stage is where we live for a long time. And I feel like it's a little bit frustrating because sometimes we don't always know what went wrong. We just know that it did go wrong. We know what we're supposed to do and maybe we just missed one little thing. But this is where we live during those 10,000 hours. Right? This is where we are. We're consciously competent. We know what we need to do and we understand what it takes. So now we have a choice. We have a choice to make. Will we embrace the process? Will we embrace the practice? Will we embrace the 10,000 hours? Or will we look for the shortcut? Will we accept good enough? Or will we chase excellent? Because I will tell you, this stage of consciously competent it's probably considered pretty good or good enough for a lot of people. 
like I do things right most of the time. I think about it a little bit. Like sometimes I'm off, but you know, I get it right most of the time. So I think it's really important to make the decision. Like, are we going to accept that? Or are we going to keep going? Are we going to chase excellence and mastery of the skill that we want? Now, I've had a drill this into my head so many times. And in fact, I touched on it not long ago when I talked about comparison. But sometimes I just want to take the shortcut, right? I think we all do. Like, I just want to take the shortcut. Like, I'm tired of practicing. I don't want to spend the time or the effort or the energy to truly master something. Like, I'm just going to be honest, right? Like, sometimes I get tired of practicing. And instead, I run to my default, which is get by and figure it out later. Okay, throwing myself all in, like, that's okay for some stuff, like lighting a fire under me because now I'm on a deadline. But it does not work for life change. It doesn't work for life change. Trust me, I've tried it. Like, you don't have to try it. I've already tried it in multiple areas of my life. I can just tell you right now it doesn't work. The shortcut doesn't work. So take the barbell, for example, and this is one area where it just frustrates the heck out of me and I get tired of practicing. I'm naturally pretty athletic and I'm pretty strong. So when I started on the barbell, like I just wanted to pick up weight. I did not want to spend time on drills. I didn't want to bother honing in my technique. I wanted to take five steps forward instead of one step at a time. I did. Here's the issue with this approach. And I see, I mean, like, we own a gym. We see people in the gym all the time, new to the gym, new to the barbell. Like, this is a common approach. Very common. But here's the issue. It works for a little while. It works for a little while. And then you hit a ceiling. Why? Because time was never spent on the fundamentals or drilling the basics or setting the autopilot so that instead of thinking through each movement, I could focus on simply getting stronger. I mean, who wants to really hear that? Like, oh, no, no, no. I know you can pick up that weight, but you need to take it off. You need to work on the drills. You need to work on the fundamentals. You need to know the basics, right? I'm like, I can pick this up. It's not a problem. Who wants to hear that? I know I didn't. And I doubt you do either, Right, and I it was thrown in my face honestly a couple of months ago, and I'm only reminded of it because we did the exact same workout today. But like I had probably the worst workout I've had in a really long time. It was a workout full of clean and jerks, and here I am on the barbell, not drilling technique, not drilling drills, not like paying attention to the basics or the fundamentals. Went way too heavy, and I mean like I broke it down in the workout. Like it was terrible. I ended up stripping my bar. It was just like. It was bad, honestly, but I will say that workout made me understand why the approach of just pick it up doesn't work. And this was a long time ago, but every time we do this workout, I'm totally reminded of that and how much things have changed because the, my approach has changed. So like working on the fundamentals and working on the basics, it's not fancy And it's definitely not the fastest way, but it's the long-term way. Same goes with eating. You know, a lot of people, they just want to go ahead and just like, here, I'm doing this meal plan. I'm counting my macros. I'm not worried about why. I'm just going to do it because I know this is going to make me lose weight really fast. But you didn't learn. 
right? You never went through the process of learning like what truly works for your body. Anybody can follow a meal plan. Anybody can give you a meal plan. There's a million on the internet. But if you haven't learned your body, it's different. If you haven't learned the basics and the fundamentals of nutrition and how it works with the specific training that you're doing, like it's going to work for a little while and then you hit the ceiling again, right? We can't expect to get better in any area of our life without putting in the practice, without taking the time to learn. The best of the best, I don't care who they are, professional athletes, business people, finance people, what, whoever it is, the best of the best drill the basics over and over and over. They do it so much that their body just simply does what it's supposed to do because it's been trained for years and years and years. So if you find that you're frustrated with where you are, whether it's with your body, your ability to speak to a large crowd, your performance in the gym, your spending, your relationships, your performance at work, you absolutely have to ask yourself, am I practicing? Am I practicing? Not only am I practicing, but you got to follow that question up with, am I practicing the right things? right? Your habits are your practice. So what are your habits? Are you practicing the right things day in and day out? I can't tell you how many people that I talk to in the gym that just want to know how to get better at certain things. I want to get better at pull-ups. I want to get faster on the bike. I want to be a better runner. I want to do double unders. I want to lift heavier on power cleans. I want to know a barbell snatch. I want to get my toes to bar. Why am I stuck, right? Whatever it is, it doesn't matter. And it wouldn't matter if I'm talking in the gym or any other area of life, like my kid, why are, why am I not getting better at math? Well, you still don't know your dang times tables, dude. Like, why do you think you're not getting better at math? Because you don't know the basics. You're not practicing. So the first thing I ask people is if they're practicing outside of the gym or outside of class or outside whatever it is, like they're just going to get better by showing up and doing the minimum, right? So I ask people when they ask me in the gym, like, how are you practicing? What are you practicing? 95% of the time, the answer is I'm not practicing. <laughs> are you practicing? No. I ask if they've spent time doing drills. And again, the answer is usually no. And listen, I was part of this camp for a long, long, long time too. I was really, really, really good about complaining about the fact that I wasn't good at certain things. But I wasn't so good at taking the time to get better. I just wanted it to happen, right? I'm showing up. Why am I not getting better? I don't get it. Like we have to practice and that practice has to be deliberate. And deliberate practice, it pushes us beyond what we're good at and forces us to work on things that we know we need improvement on, right? And that's what's hard about it. It's tough because the focus is often on the things we're not great at. But it's specific and it's repeated over and over and over. It's measurable. And it's so much more than just about the body. It's about training the mind. I love this quote from Ben Bergeron in his book, Chasing Excellence, which if you haven't read it, I would highly recommend it. It's a really, really good book. It reminds me that great things don't happen fast 
And they definitely don't happen by default, right? We don't become unconsciously competent by default. It's one step, one day, one practice session at a time. He says this, this is the process, acknowledging where you are, identifying where you want to be, and breaking it down into pieces. Excellence is a matter of steps. Excel at this one, then that one, and then the one after that. Like it doesn't all happen at once. It is one step at a time. So we have to know what we want. We have to establish habits that take us in that direction. We have to focus on what we're doing now instead of just focusing on the result. We have to practice. We have to drill. We have to be so good that we no longer have to think about what we're doing. We have to become unconsciously competent. I really just want to challenge you with this message today, with this episode. I don't want you just to move on. Like, I really don't. I don't want you to do that with any episode, honestly, but I really don't want you to do that with this one. I want you to find one thing, just one thing that you want to improve or that you want to master. And it can be big. It can be small. It really, really doesn't matter. But I want you to analyze the heck out of it. I want you to drill it down. I want you to look at what stage of competency you fall in. I want you to evaluate where your strengths are and where you can improve. I want you to look at someone who is an expert in whatever it is you want to improve. And I want you to look at their habits. And I want you to incorporate some of them into your life. Map out some steps, drills, or routines. Do them with purpose. Right? Don't just go through the motions. Do it with purpose. And practice. And practice some more. And then keep practicing. And practice with intention. Be dedicated to the process. Like be obsessed, honestly, with the process. What's going to happen is you'll begin to move from one stage to the next. And over time, you'll become unconsciously competent. You'll no longer have to consciously think. You'll just do. Right? It's a beautiful thing when you can just execute. And it's right. This is the stage where the magic begins to happen. Honestly, this is where it all comes together and you can begin to see the results of your efforts. It's worth the effort. It is worth the practice. All right, guys, that is what I have for you today. I hope that you are as challenged as I was by this notion that you can become a master at whatever you decide to do. Like, I just found that so encouraging and it just, I couldn't forget about it when I heard it. Like, I couldn't forget about the fact that I could be unconsciously competent. And especially when I saw it in the video, like it was just, wow, like that's amazing. And I can do that too, right? We've got a few short weeks left this year, just a few. We're already in December. What if you made the commitment to make them count? Like what if you made a commitment to make these last few weeks count? You don't need to wait for January in your New Year's resolution to make a change. Please, actually, don't wait for January. You don't need to wait for a better time. You don't need to wait for anything. You don't need to wait till you know more. It's time to make the changes that you want to make. Like now. This is the only time that we have is now. Right? So it's time to grow. 
If you're looking to improve your health and wellness, I just want to encourage you to come by the FOF Training Center if you're local. And if you're not, check out one of our online programs. If you're local, there is absolutely no better place to be. Honestly, the community, the workouts, the experience, the whole package. It's just an incredible place. And regardless of what you pick, will help you not only strengthen your body, but will help you strengthen your mind. Right? That's where it all starts is with the mind. We don't do quick fixes. We don't do diets. We don't encourage you to compete with anyone. Our focus is just simply on long-term change that's done through sustainable, small steps. So if you need anything from us, please, please, please let us know. I so appreciate you liking, sharing, leaving a review on iTunes, which you haven't done. Please take five seconds and do. And I so appreciate your feedback. You are awesome. I want you to know that. Go kick some butt this week, and I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for hanging out with me today. I hope you enjoyed the show. You can find me on social media at Fixed On Fitness. Don't forget to hit subscribe. Go have an awesome day. 